Well, hey, and welcome to the Quad City Podcast, where we are on mission to make more and better disciples of Jesus everywhere, always. We're so glad you're joining us in that today. Well, before we dive into today's sermon, would you do me a quick favor? Would you go ahead and open your app store and search Quad City Christian Church? Download our app because it's the best way to stay connected with what's happening here at Quad City. If you're new, joining us for the first time, click that new here form as we'd love to reach out and connect with you. You could also submit prayer requests and even give on that same app. It's the best way to stay connected here at Quad City. Well, hey, now that that's out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into our sermon from Sunday. We hope you enjoy. Jason, I'm one of the pastors here, and we are honored that you've chosen to start your week off and year off by worshiping with us here at Quad City Christian Church. Happy New Year, everyone. want to welcome all of those who are joining us online from whenever and wherever you are, and also want to welcome in all of those worshiping in Prescott Valley today. Uh, let me begin by asking this. How many of you all stayed up to watch the boot drop or the ball drop or the apple drop or whatever? Not the 10 o'clock version. No, 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 that's cheating. The midnight version, anybody? How many of y'all were in bed before Seacrest was out? All right, that's what I figured. Uh, we're so glad that you are here today. Um, you are uh, joining us for a special service this week. We begin every year with what we call our family meeting. So this is an opportunity for me as your pastor to just share with you a little bit about some of the things from 2022, give you some updates, some metrics to help you see how the church is going, what we're doing, how it's going, and then also point us to 2023 and to cast some vision for where we feel like God's calling us in the next year. Um, if you walk out of here today and you think, that didn't seem like a very good sermon, I agree. You got to come back next week for that. We'll be diving back into Romans and we'll be in Romans chapter 8. If you are following along in our Romans series, you can pick up the January packet in the lobby on your way out today. So grab those and you can join us in. I really encourage you to join us back for next week. Again, chapter 8 is like the goodest of the good news. So if you've been laboring through so far, come join us for chapter 8. Uh, I want to begin today just by sharing some metrics. So there's some things that we keep track of. And just as a way of sharing with you how the church is doing, I just want to share some of these metrics to give you an idea of, of how the church is functioning. And then, uh, like I said, then we'll talk about what's to come in 2023. So here's just some numbers that I want to run through really quickly. So the year in review, for those of you who are interested, the average attendance last year was 1,349 people, which is about a 30% increase over the year before. So kudos to you. Kudos to you for being here and showing up and bringing people. That's so cool. That 1,300 does not include the 190 
online devices. So those of you out there in the interwebs, I have no idea how many people are on those devices, but at any uh, any one weekend, we have about 100 people, 190 devices that are logged on live. Doesn't include those of you who watch later that's just joining us every weekend on our live stream. So who knows how many other people that includes, but that's where we are from last year. Uh, most of that growth, almost all of that growth came because we launched a new campus in February 20th, 2022. So this was on our 100th year anniversary. We launched our Prescott Valley campus. So good for you guys. So glad to have you along with us. And we launched that in February. And again, the average attendance for that campus has been about 356 people. So, so good to have you guys and look forward to seeing what God's going to continue to do out there. And speaking of out there, one of the good news that I think Prescott Valley people already know, but those of you in Prescott may not, we actually closed on a piece of land out in Prescott Valley just a few weeks ago. So right now, we are setting up and tearing down in an auditorium at the middle school there in uh, Glassford Hill Middle School. We closed on a piece of land because we want to make it a permanent campus. So this is uh, Glassford Hill Road. So the the piece of land that we bought is right on the corner of Glassford Hill and Long Look. And so that's about eight acres. The current is meeting right here at the Glassford Hill Middle School. And so we are looking forward to launching that campus uh, permanently. So we're already starting to work with engineers. We've already done some preliminary stuff with the city. You'll be hearing more about that as we head through 2023, but that is a huge deal. So thank you guys for your generosity that made that possible and look forward to seeing that campus continue to grow. Uh, our children's ministry also grew by about 27%. So I just want to give a shout out to all of our children's ministry volunteers. Thank you for serving our families so that they, yeah, give it up, so that they can continue to connect with new uh, new families each and every week. So grateful for you. It's a, it is a, a, a ministry that you guys are doing every single week, and so thank you for that. We had 306 new here forms filled out. So whenever the host comes up and says, hey, hit that QR code or fill out the form, we had 306 of those filled out, which is an amazing number of new people who are coming every week. There's only 52 weeks, and we had 306 new here forms. So there's new people coming every week and doing that, which is great for us to see. Uh, we had 234 people who went through Discovering Quad Cities. So if you are a newcomer with us, you're just trying to figure out if Quad City is the place for you. This is your starting point, is to go to Discovering Quad City. It's an opportunity for you to connect with our pastors, to meet some other new people, and to hear about the church, uh, to get to know who we are, what we're about, and why we exist. Uh, with our Roman series, we launched a podcast. And so this podcast is something that, that we uh, are able to Record every Monday, and it gives me an opportunity to hit on some extra content out of the chapter of whatever Romans text that we're looking at that I may not have been able to get to in the message. A couple of our other pastors are there, and we banter back and forth, and we ask questions, and we dig in and say, okay, so what does this mean for us? How do we actually apply this text? Uh, there's an opportunity for you to ask questions via the podcast. If you look at your bulletin right now, there's a little thing at the bottom that says, hey, 
got a question about our sermon, text this number and you can text and we'll answer it on the podcast. And we just launched that with our series in Romans and we've got over 500 people who are listening to that every single week, which is really cool. And 38 states are represented by that 508, 14 countries. Um, We're missing the Dakotas and Arkansas and most of the Northeast. So if you know anybody in Arkansas who could use the gospel, then point them to the podcast. And I do find it interesting that we have people uh, in Canada who are listening, but not some of you. So download the podcast. Moving on. Uh, we have 500 plus volunteers that are serving every week, or not every week, but serving on an ongoing basis. And again, I'm so grateful for you. We, we could not do what we do to minister to as many people as we do if it weren't for our volunteers, whether it's ushers or greeters, whether it's the people who prepared your communion this morning, whether it's the people in our children's ministry or student ministry, our sound booth, the worship volunteers, the set up and tear down in Prescott Valley. Like these volunteers are the things that the people that make things go. And so I just want to give a shout out to all of you who are volunteering in whatever capacity you are. Uh, and if you have not yet found a place to serve, how about making that your New, Year, New Year's resolution? Find a place to serve. Uh, your continual generosity continued to grow as well, like up double-digit percentage over the year before. And so we're so grateful for you and your generosity. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Um, 750 people in groups, whether that's men's groups or women's groups or life groups, all sorts of different groups. About half of our uh, weekly attendance is in a group, which is great, but we can do better. We'll talk about that in a minute too. And here's my favorite stat. We got to see 95 people baptized this year. So that's so good. Uh, 16 of which was out in Prescott Valley. So kudos to those of you out in Prescott Valley uh, getting baptized as well. We want to continue to see that number grow. My hope is that that's going to double by the time next year. So, And we've got a plan to make it happen because hope's not a plan. <laughs> Lastly, two, two final things here. Uh, every Tuesday, we do a community meal here where we serve the homeless right out of our cafe. We've got some great volunteers who put that on. And we served over a 1,000 meals out of there on, on Tuesdays. And that went from once a month to once a week Uh about two-thirds of the way through the year. So we anticipate this number skyrocketing over the next year because now we're doing it every single week. So that number is going to go up. Thank you for those volunteers as well. We shared on Christmas Eve that we want to be a church that leads out in generosity. And so we made a pledge to you that all the money that was given through any of our boxes at any of our eight services through both campuses, that all of that money was going to go to Village of Hope. Village of Hope is a ministry that takes uh, pregnant women and gives them an opportunity to choose something besides abortion, gives them a place to stay, housing, food, uh, uh, education opportunities. There's, there's so much good that's going on there. And so we partnered with them and said, whatever we get through those Christmas Eve services, we were going to just hand over to them. And we gave over 30, almost $34,000 to Village of Hope. And again, that's just a reflection of your generosity. And so we are so grateful for that. And you just need to know that last year, as we're thinking about our finance, that we as a church 
Again, want to lead in generosity. We gave away over $300,000 last year to different ministries and organizations here in our community, in our state, and international people who follow uh, the mission that God's given us. We want to fund them, and your generosity is what allowed us to do that. So we had a little bit of extra at the end of the year to be able to go and to bless some of these organizations. So I want to just share with you, give them a chance to say, uh, to introduce themselves and to say thank you for your generosity. we got a short clip here I want to show you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate this so much. Again, this is CCJ. Our mission is to end and prevent homelessness. Um, we are embarking on a new um, manufactured home community as well that will that will add affordable housing to our community, which is so needed. Hi, I'm Diana. This is Dale Lawrence. We're with Arizona Reservation Ministries. Um, we've been providing God's arms around the San Carlos Apache Reservation for 20 years. Well, we're excited. We don't even have the keys yet. We're getting them tomorrow to open the house and furnish it and get it ready. So we're we're not just a house, we're a home. And we're going to be uh, providing four women and their babies uh, a beautiful, lovely home and support. Hi, Quad City. I'm so thankful for the ministry you do. I'm Caitlin Greer, and I was baptized as a student in the youth group at Quad City back quite a while ago. Um, now I'm in Tokyo, Japan with my family. We work with Mustard Seed Network to share the gospel with the lost um, in Japan. A safe place at Prescott Valley is officially our, our, our incorporated name. And we are a mobile ministry. We serve the homeless uh, throughout the week. And also uh, we, we accept uh, phone calls and uh, emails and we serve them uh, individually when needed. Well, we're currently uh, housing for women who have children. Uh, it's a specialty uh, because of the fact that there are so many moms out there living in vans and stuff. So we want to just give them a place to stay where they didn't have to have anybody else telling them how to do stuff or what to do or other than us trying to get them back on their feet and back out into the mainstream. So that's what we do. Whatever that entails <laughs> is what we do. That's Property. God bless you. Yep. Oh. Oh. oh my goodness. Cool. I'll pay some bills. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We were able to share the gospel um, and tell the good news of Jesus' birth to over a thousand people throughout this country. And that's possible uh, because of your prayer and support. We're so thankful for you. We especially want to thank you for the special gift at the end of the year here. What a blessing that is. We were concerned with the economy the way it is, how things would progress into the new year. And with this gift, we're going to be in good shape. We really thank you. We praise God for it. What an incredible blessing. Thank you, Quad City. We love you guys. Thanks. Just so you know, in those envelopes, when they opened them up, they each received a check of $20,000. So that's, again... That's your generosity that we get to give and to serve in our community. And so I'm so grateful for you. And so 
I, many of you don't even know that when you give here, you're given to all of those organizations. And so I just want to make sure that you guys were aware of that. And I just want to say thank you for allowing us to be a church that serves our community well. Um, so there you go. That's a little bit of a recap from 2022. And I want to switch now and begin to think about the year to come. And so I want to remind us this morning of, of why we exist. We don't just exist to help the homeless or to do meals. That's not why we exist. This is why we exist. To make more and better disciples of Jesus everywhere, always. This is the mission that God has given to us. And it's my job today that I want to try to convince you that this is not just the mission of Quad City Christian Church, that this is each of our individual missions, okay? That this is your mission as a follower of Jesus. Now, I want to begin by reminding us where we got this. We didn't just pull this out of thin air. It actually comes from Jesus himself. He, Before he ascended into heaven, he gave us this thing we call the Great Commission. He says, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. So this is the Great Commission. This is what Jesus told his followers to be about. This is what we're supposed to do. Now, as we looked at this as a leadership, we said, you know what? There's really kind of two distinct disciple-making parts of this mission, okay? So the overall Goal is to make disciples of all nations. Now, there's two parts. The first part is baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is about making new disciples. Okay, This is about taking someone who's not a disciple and helping them to become a disciple. We've called this, in our mission statement, this is all about making more. we got to make more disciples. This is about helping somebody start a journey with Jesus. And we do that by sharing the gospel and leading them to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. To be born again. That's the way scripture talks about it. So this is our mission, is to make more disciples of Jesus. There's a second part to the mission, though. We also have to teach them to obey everything that he has commanded us. So the second part is where we talk about Becoming better disciples of Jesus. So there's a more by sharing the gospel and helping baptize them. And then there's a better by teaching people to obey Jesus in their life every single day. So these are the two parts of the mission. If you've been around church world very long, you've seen these kind of parsed out in a couple of different ways. We often talk about this as evangelism and this one as discipleship. We talk about this as justification. We talk about this as sanctification. Like there's this coming to faith in Jesus and then there's the growing in faith in Jesus. So two parts. We got to make more disciples and we got to make better disciples. And again, my goal today is to teach you, to encourage you, to try to convince you that this mission is not just ours collectively, but it is each of our responsibility individually. And when Jesus first shared this, he did not share it with a church board. He did not share this at a congregational meeting. This was not shared with, with some kind of organizational uh, initiative in mind. This was Jesus sharing his mission to a group of individuals of his followers, his disciples, 
to leverage their life, their talent, their treasure to pursue this end of making more and better disciples of Jesus. That was the calling he put on their life. And as you read through the book of Acts, you will see they lived it out, not as a collective organization, but as a bunch of individuals in their daily life. And so here's my question for you today. Is the Great Commission your mission? Is the Great Commission your mission? Like, do you feel a burden or a responsibility or a desire to be a part of Jesus' Great Commission to make more and better disciples of Jesus? Like, do you feel ownership as a follower of Jesus to the mission that He gave His followers? The reality, I think, for most churches in America is that most people who call themselves Christians, they don't feel that burden. It's good for the church to have that as their mission, but not really me to have it as our mission. We don't feel this burden. And even those of us who may feel a burden, oftentimes that burden doesn't actually move us to act. That burden just ends up making us feel guilty. Like, I know I should be making more disciples. I know I should be making better disciples, but I don't know really what or how or when or who. And so I just end up feeling guilty because I'm not, even though I know I should. We are all responsible for making more and better disciples of Jesus. That's the great commission that he gave to us as his followers. And I know some of you, you've got a gift to do that. But even if you don't have a gift, I don't feel like I have that gift. Those of us who don't have the gift, it doesn't remove the responsibility. The Great Commission is still the command of Jesus for his disciples. Now, one of the biggest reasons that I think that many of us don't actually articulate the mission in our own life or practice the mission in our own life to make more and better disciples is because of church leaders like me, pastors like me, who have not done a very good job to instruct and equip and inspire you as the followers of Jesus to see this as your mission. It's, it's my fault, and it's pastors like me. And I, I just want to say I'm sorry that I've not done my job to help you to see it and then inspire you and equip you to go do it. Like, that's on me. That's on me, and that's one of the things that we want to try to fix in 2023. Today, I want to share with you two initiatives. How many? Let's try that again. How many? Two. Two initiatives. Because... We've shared this a little bit before, and it kind of some people get it swapped in and try to put them together. It's, there are two. I want to talk about two initiatives that we want to share with you about making more disciples of Jesus. That's one, and better disciples of Jesus. That's two. All right. So we're going to do two today, talking about how it is that we have been called to make more disciples of Jesus and better disciples of Jesus. So let me start with the more. All right. So this is number one about making more disciples of Jesus. This is an initiative that we want to start to equip and empower and inspire you to make more disciples of Jesus. And I want to first remind you of why it's important, okay? Scripture teaches us that everyone is going to spend eternity somewhere, okay? So just let that soak in for a second. Everyone is going to spend eternity somewhere. Everyone you know, everyone in your family, everyone you meet, everyone you talk to, every face you see is going to spend eternity somewhere. And Scripture says they're going to spend it in one of two places. There's only two options. 
Jesus said it this way. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and His angels with Him, this is Jesus talking about His own return. He says, when I come back in my glory and the angels with me, He says, He will sit on His glorious throne. The King is coming to take His place on the throne. And when He does, all nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate the people All the people from all the nations will be gathered before the throne, before the king, and they are going to be separated into two groups. He will separate the people one from another as a a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right. He will put the goats on his left. So king's coming back, sitting on the throne. All the people of all the world will stand before him, and he's going to separate them into two groups. Sheep on the right, goats on the left. And then the king will say to those on his right, come to me who are blessed, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. So to those on the right, he's going to say, hey, the king is back. He's here and I'm sitting on the throne and welcome into the kingdom. That's what he's going to say to those on the right. You are part of the kingdom of which I am the king. Welcome. So that's what he says to those on the right. That's option one. Everybody is going to spend eternity somewhere. All of those on the right are going to spend it in the kingdom serving the king. Here's option two. Then he'll say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed. Where are they going? Into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So he's going to turn to those on his left and say, the king is here, but you didn't want me as a king, so good news, you don't have to be with me. So depart from me. Depart from me. And they're going to spend their eternity in the eternal fire. These are the only two options. Everyone you know is going to spend eternity somewhere. Either they're going to be in the kingdom with the king forever, or they're going to spend eternity in the fire. Away from the king. Forever. Every day, a hundred and six, I'm sorry, every day, 183,671 people enter into their eternal destiny. They pass from this life to the next. 7,653 people would begin their eternity within the hour that we are in this room together today. Every second, 2.3, I'm sorry, 2.13 people cross over the line. Every second. And they're going to spend eternity either with the king or an eternal damnation. And when they cross over, Jesus says, most of them are going here. Jesus gave this warning to his disciples, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. 
But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. There's a broad road. And there's a lot of people on it. And if you just pick up your feet and you follow the culture, that's where it's going to take you. It's an easy road. It's flat and it's wide. And everybody knows how to walk that road. And it leads to destruction. And many enter it. But there is a narrow road. It's small. And it's difficult. And only a few people find it. And that's the road that leads to life. This warning that Jesus gave to his disciples is, should be a wake-up call for us today? Should make us ask at least two questions. One is, am I on the narrow road? Have I found the narrow gate? Am I walking the narrow path? We should ask ourselves that. And secondly, if I have, am I helping other people find it? Because it's hard to find. Only a few find it. And if you have found it, then you should leverage your life to help other people find it. Like that's what Jesus is trying to get us to see today. Now I know what you're thinking. Like, Chase, you are such a buzzkill. Right? I mean, like this is New Year's Day. This is a, this is a new start, a fresh beginning, new hope. Why, why are you dragging us down today? And the answer is because every new year and every new week and every new month and every new day, we are one day closer to Jesus coming back and everyone being sent to their eternal destination. Like every day, like the turning over of a calendar is a reminder to us that time is slipping away. We're not storing it up. It's blowing by. We have one less day now to help people get prepared for the day when Jesus is coming to sit on his throne. And when we talk about the need to make more disciples, it isn't about us getting a bigger crowd in here or gathering a bigger church. I mean, if we just wanted a bigger crowd, we could do that by handing out free t-shirts and free beer. You can fill up a big room with free t-shirts and beer. It ain't about that. It's about making more and better disciples because we all have loved ones that we know who are not followers of Jesus. We all have people connected to us who are one heartbeat away from a Christless eternity. And I want us all to feel the weight of that today. I want us to feel the weight of that today. And I want you to put a name and a face to that reality today. Who do you know that's not a follower of Jesus? Who do you work with that's not a follower of Jesus? Who is sitting around your Christmas dinner table that you know if they die tonight, they aren't going to be welcomed into the kingdom because they haven't received the king? Like, who do you wave to every morning? Who gives you coffee every day? Who is it that shares your last name but does not share your faith? We all need to feel this burden. Because God wants to bring them into the kingdom. And you know His plan to bring them into the kingdom? You! That's the point of the Great Commission. He's not going to do it by Himself. That's not how God set it up. He's going to bring Him into the kingdom by you. He put those people into your life so that they would have somebody who could help them show the narrow way. Like you're the plan. I'm the plan. We've got to take this seriously.
Again, I know for some of you, you already feel the weight. You know it's your responsibility. And there's a guilt that comes because you haven't been working out your part of the Great Commission. Which again is why we want to try to help with that. Which is why we're putting out initiative number one is to try to help equip you and inspire you to make more disciples by teaching you some very simple practices that you can put into your life to help you make disciples of Jesus. Now, this is real simple practices. It's not an add-on. These are things you're doing already, just trying to help inspire you to look at your life and to figure out how you can put this into practice in your everyday life. So it's going to start on January 18th. This is a Wednesday. We're going to do it right here. We're going to do five weeks of teaching you, training you how to leverage your life to make disciples of Jesus. So beginning January 18th, 6 to 7.30, we'll actually do dinner at 5.30. It's for the whole family. The kids are going to be learning these uh, practices. Students are going to be learning these practices. We want all of us to get serious about making more disciples, of leveraging our lives for the kingdom. We have a responsibility. So, January 18th, Wednesday, is going to be here at the Prescott campus. Uh, so for those of you in PV, we invite you to come and to be a part of this. Uh, you can scan this QR code. Uh, we do need you to register. We are doing food, and there's only a limited number of people that we can fit in this room. So we need you to sign up, register, so we can know how much food to get, how many kids are coming, students are coming. You can also go through the app. So if you have the, the app downloaded, pull up your app right in the middle of the home page on the app. There is a Making More button, banner. You can hit that and register. We'd love to see you be a part of this with us. I promise you, it won't involve a bullhorn or any tracks or any sidewalk evangelism. If that's what God's calling you to, then so be it. Go do your thing. This is about relational evangelism. This is about connecting with people that you're already connected to and helping them know Jesus. Okay? So, again, Wednesday, January 18th, get registered. Let's do this. So that's number one. That's about making more. How many initiatives are we doing today? Two. Now let's talk about what it means to make better disciples of Jesus. Because this is the second half of the Great Commission. It's not just about making more, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's about teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Again, this is about more. And most churches either fall into one of two categories. There are some churches out there that are really good about making more disciples. Like they're great at sharing the gospel and helping people come to faith, but they aren't very good at helping people grow in their faith. There are other churches that are great at going deep with people in their faith, and they are terrible at actually going out and sharing the gospel with people. Here's what I'm trying to help us all to understand. We don't get to pick. Like this is the mandate for, for all of us and for our church, we got to do both. So, how do we make better disciples? Well, we make better teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Notice it does not say teaching them everything I've commanded you. It says teaching them to obey. And that makes all the difference. It's all about the obedience piece. That's how we become better disciples of Jesus, is by actually living in obedience to Jesus. Being a disciple is not about what you know, it's about what you do with what you know. In fact, James, the brother of Jesus, put it this way. He says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. 
do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like one who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. I mean, I don't know about you, but I love good Bible teaching. I just do. I love it. I listen to podcasts, preaching. How many of y'all love it? Love reading a good book, listening to a good sermon. Love it. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Most of us enjoy learning the Bible more than we enjoy obeying the Bible. We want to know new things without the expectation of doing new things. We want the inspiration without the application. And James says you can't do that. You can't do that. In fact, if you do that, you're actually just deceiving yourself. If you're just listening to to the Word and not doing the Word, you're deceiving yourself, thinking that it's doing you any good. It does you no good to hear all of that great Bible teaching, to know it all, and to do none of it. You're deceiving yourself. You are lying to yourself if you think that's doing any good. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law, into the Word that gives freedom, and continues in it, that means putting it into practice, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. They will be blessed not in what they know. They will be blessed not in what they believe. They will be blessed not in what they teach. They will be blessed by what they do. It's in the application, the actually putting it into practice that the blessing of God comes. A few months ago, our elders went away for an elders retreat. We do this every year. And we just go away and we just try to spend time together praying, thinking, processing about the what, what, what we feel like God's calling us to do next. And so we did that this past fall. And one of the questions we went into that retreat with was to ask ourselves, how are we doing on our, on our mission statement? Like if we're going to grade ourselves, how are we doing? How are we doing at making more disciples? And how are we doing at making better disciples? And what we realized is we got some work to do. Which is why we have two initiatives for this year. We're going to make more disciples, but we also realize we've got to make better disciples. And how do we make better disciples of Jesus? How do we help people not just to know about Jesus, but to actually follow Jesus? How do we help How do we help people not just to grow in their knowledge of the word, but to grow in their obedience to the word? And what came out of those couple of days together was an initiative to drive us in our discipleship process here at Quad City. So I want to share it with you real quick. So we'll call this the discipleship pathway. So the goal is to get everybody that we know, everybody in our church and everybody that you're connected with into this pathway of discipleship. This relational reach zone includes all of the people that you are connected to. They're, you, they're in your life because Jesus wants to make them a disciple of his. So the big end of the funnel comes through our online or our outreach. Think about Candy Crawl or watching us online. Like before anybody shows up and worships with us as a part of our church, they often spend weeks online before they ever walk into this church. So this is the big end of the funnel. That's like the, the top end. That's where we first get connected with people, our online and through our outreach events. That's good. That's good. It's a good place to start. Not near where we want to end. 
better than online is coming in person. Of actually worshiping in a room rather than in your living room. About connecting with people, knowing people's names, walking in and out. This is better than this. We can make better disciples by connection in here than we do just staring at a screen. But there's a better option through connection events. So better than just coming in here with a room full of two, three, four hundred people sitting in the rows, staring at the back of the head of the person in front of you, a better option is to get into a smaller group through a connection events, whether it's like our men's breakfasts or women's events or men's connections events or discovering Quad City where we can get into a room with 30, 40, 50, maybe 100 people as opposed to two, 300 people. This is where you can get around some tables and start putting names and faces together. That's better. You can become a better disciple this way than this way. We keep going. Even better than just connection event every once in a while is joining into a life group. Like having an ongoing building relationship with somebody in a living room. Sitting in circles and not rows. Where you're actually learning people's life story. Well, think 10, 12, 15 people in a living room, three, eight couples in a room connecting around the Word of God together. That's, that's this. And we do two sessions of those a year. So imagine 25, 24 times a year sitting in that environment. There's an opportunity to become a better disciple there than just sitting in this room. Now, this is where we kind of used to end our pathway. What came out of our retreat was, look, there's a, there's a deeper level that we need to, to go to. And that's what we're calling men's discipleship groups and women's discipleship groups. This is taking the 10 to 15 and whittling it down to five. Like five people, gender specific, to whereby you can actually really get into each other's lives. These are application driven. Um, Because we all need a place where we are known and loved. We need a place where we can experience the promises of the gospel through other people. A place where we can confess our sin. A place where we can be honest about our struggles. A place where we can be prayed for. A place where we can be challenged. A place where we can be rebuked. A place where we can learn and study the Bible together in community. Like like we have to have relationships with some other people. This is the kind of community that Jesus intended for his people. And this is the kind of community that we're trying to get all of our church to be in. Like this, we want this to be the standard, this to be the, the, the normal mode of operation for people in Quad City Christian Church. Now, there are a couple other levels to this. One-on-one discipleship, if you've ever done CTO, you probably participate in some of that and you realize what an impact that can make for you. Ultimately, we want everybody in our church to become disciple makers. Like this is the bottom of the funnel to whereby you're not just coming and participating in these. You're actually helping people walk through these themselves. Like you're leading other people down the pathway. You're making disciples, not just becoming a disciple. Now, the goal for 2023 is for every person in Quad City to take one step down this rung. If this is where you are, we want you to move to here. If this is you've already done some of these, then dive into one of these. Ultimately, again, we want everybody in our church to be in one of these. Because this is where discipleship is made. This is this is where transformation happens. This is what came out of that retreat was our elders realized we've been doing this for about 3 years. 
and we saw what kind of transformation it had for us. And we thought, if this is what it's doing for us, why are we not making this available to everybody? Why are we not encouraging this for everybody? We all have to have this kind of environment. So that's what we're, we're inviting everybody in our church into. And we could talk about how this is Jesus' model. He did this with big crowds, but then he whittled it down to the 70, then he whittled it down to the 12. Even in the 12, though, he had the three, Peter, James, and John, that he did the most discipleship ministry with. Take one more level with Jesus and Paul as we walk through Romans. He spent three years, God, Jesus did, pouring into Paul to give us the gospel. Like, this is what Jesus did. And the deeper you go down into the funnel, the more intimate and more transformative the discipleship process is. So we want to see everybody moving down in the funnel. And then when you get down here, we want you to go back up and start taking people with you. That's the mission. And so that's what we're inviting you to. So that's the big idea for 2023. And I want to invite Josh out. He's going to be the one to really help us in this initiative of making better disciples. Okay? And he's going to share with us what it means to get into one of these groups and how to do it. Yes, like Jason said, the goal that we want to see is for people to be in these discipleship groups. And like Jason said, the goal of these discipleship groups is uh, five people ideally is the perfect uh, number. Uh, What that means, it'll be a leader and a co-leader. And that leader that steps up and says, hey, I want to lead this group goes and grabs some other people and connects in this group. Somebody who's already connected with others who are that. Now, there's some of you who we know. We know you maybe not be connected yet. Maybe you're new to Quad City. You don't have those four other people. We will be able to help you in that process and kind of do that. So if you're just looking to maybe jump into a group, be on the lookout the next couple of weeks as we begin to onboard leaders and train leaders. We'll be in to invite the church. But today's really about the leader. It's about people who are like you guys who are sitting there and been going, man, I've been doing life groups. How do I go to the next step? Hey, man, I got a group of guys and we've kind of been hanging out and I see our marriages and our families, all the things, man, it's, it's teetering. But the world is trying to take us down. How do we engage with one another and go deeper? How I got a group of ladies that we're doing coffee, we're hanging out, but man, how do we actually put into practice the things that we are hearing and reading. And that's what these discipleship groups are all about. So ultimately, these groups will last anywhere from 18 months to three years, probably closer to the three years, because we want this to be a commitment. We want life change to happen, and you can't make that happen in a microwave. It's going to take years. And as you walk with people, you'll be able to do that kind of stuff. And then at the end of that time, whatever it is, 18 months, 24 months, three years, you're going to split. You're going to multiply. That's the goal from the beginning. I know some of us, we've been in life groups for 15 years. That's that's not what we're looking for. We want to take this DNA to as many people as possible. And like Jason said, this is what we want the expectations of all these groups to be. So we need more and more groups to be able to do that. So that's kind of the broad overview of, again, what these groups are. We're going to have some training for those who raise their hand and say, hey, I want to be a leader. We're going to give you some guidelines and some rails to stay within to help you as you walk with people um, to help their faith grow deeper. But just to give you an idea of kind of what a weekly meeting would look like, um, this is kind of the, the, the form that we're using. So the first 10% or so of your time is just prayer and welcome, getting to know one another. Again, we want to build relationships. Obviously, as you're six months in and eight months in and 15 months in, you're going to know each other's story. 
So it's going to be more organic. Obviously, in the beginning, this welcome prayer and getting to know one another, you may have to grow at it, right? And then there's 30% is reflection. So what this means is, is we want to help guide and build and grow our spiritual disciplines. And so that's reading the Word, praying together, studying together. And so then when we come back to gather during the week, you're going to talk about, hey, what did we read as a group? How does this apply to my life? So whether that's a Bible study that you're doing, whether you maybe pick a book of the Bible, maybe it's a book, maybe uh, we have access that we're going to be given to the whole church of an online curriculum. Maybe, maybe it's that. But the goal is that you're doing stuff during the week to come back together to actually talk about and to apply it. Again, it's not just more knowledge. It's actually doing those things. And so, but it's only 30% of the time. So it's not the whole time. It's not even half of the time. This right here is where the money is. And these discipleship questions, or think accountability questions, questions that actually ask you real stuff that you're going to answer and share with one another and hold each other accountable as Jason was talking about. And we have got about 40 of them. Now you want to answer all 40 every time, but here's just an idea of some of the questions. What are you, or where are you not practicing what you preach? Maybe with your kids or your spouse, your employees. Name one sin you confessed of or repented of in this past week. Where are you turning to for comfort? Is it sex or money, alcohol, food, wherever? What hard conversations are you avoiding and not having? Who are you actually telling about Jesus? And what are you doing to make sure that they know the gospel? You see, these are going to be real questions like that that actually drive us to be held accountable with one another. Because that's what we know makes the difference. When somebody's looking you in the eye and go, hey, man, how are you really doing? How's your marriage actually? Not the answer we give on Sunday morning, but how's your, how are you really doing? So this is where the heart of it is. This is the stuff that's going to hold you accountable, that you're going to walk with either a group of guys or a group of women through. And then again, then we're going to pray together. And not pray like, hey, how's your sister-in-law? But like, we're going to know each other's struggles. We believe that God says in his word, if I confess my sins, pray for one another that what? We will be healed. And so a lot of us haven't experienced healing because we haven't confessed and we haven't prayed for one another. And so these groups are going to unlock that for us. And you are going to be doing that for one another. And so, man, what we need is people who are willing to raise their hand and say, I want to lead that group. Josh, me, I, I don't, me, I've never done that. Man, we're going to help you do that. Again, if you've got people in your life, you're grabbing, going, hey, let's do this together. And so out of Connection Central today, there's a simple form. Ask name and email, that's it. If you want to step up and lead, fill that form out, and then we are going to begin to have conversations with you and equip you so that you can be a leader, so that we can have enough groups, so that everyone can plug into. Again, if you're looking, maybe going, man, I'm not ready to lead, but I want to be in a group. Next couple of weeks, we'll be talking about what that looks like to jump in. Again, the second or the first initiative Jason talked about, I just want to circle back and make sure we, again, know here, are making more. It starts January 18th. It's five weeks. Okay, so five weeks, a great way to plug in, learn more. You're going to get a great tool about how we talk to people and tell people about Jesus. So, again, like Jason said, make sure you register. A couple of just announcements before we close out here. Uh, don't forget, next week, again, we start in Romans. If you need a Romans booklet, you can pick that up on your way out today. I'm really excited about that. If you're new here in Prescott and want to talk with one of our pastors, we'll be out at Pastor's Point, which is to the left, and love to meet you. Those of us in PV, you guys can head to Connection Central. Our team will be there. 
And our prayer team will be available in the back here in Prescott uh, or in Prescott Valley, be down in, uh, to the left. Let me pray for us before we dismiss, and then I'll dismiss you. Uh, Father, thank you. I just want to pray for this year uh, as we move into these two things. God, we are praying and asking for your spirit to go before us and move in the conversations that we're going to have, whether that's with people who don't know you or in these groups of five. God, ultimately, we just want to keep being more like your son, Jesus. And so, God, we know that you have called us to make more and better disciples. But we want to take all of our time, talent, energy, resources, everything we have to do that. And so, God, be with us in this year and beyond, God, as we begin to move forward and take ground for your kingdom. And God, at the end, when we look back, we'll praise and glorify you for all that you have done. And not only in the lives of us, God, but in the lives of people we don't know yet people whose families are changed for generations to come because they found and gave their life to your son, Jesus. And for that, we're grateful. God, be with us today. Just thank you. It's your name we pray. Amen. Well, again, guys, hey, happy new year. Thanks so much for being here. See you guys next week. You guys are dismissed. Amen. And thank you so much for joining us today here at the Quad City Podcast. Hey, our desire is that we would each look more and more like Jesus every day, week, month, and year. And we know that that doesn't just come from learning more about him and his word, but by actually applying it to our lives today. We hope that you take this message that you heard today and apply it to your life in a way that makes you honor him. Well, thanks again for joining us today. Be sure to download the Quad City app and we will see you again next time.